Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila presents College Hockey Southwest Weekly, brought to you by Bell Ford. See us at bellford.com or visit the Arizona Ford Giant at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. Verizon Wireless, this is the 5G America's been waiting for. By College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. The ASU fans home away from home. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Whether it's a margarita or one of our specialty recipes, Roger Klein's is Arizona bread and ultra smooth. Summer skates, personalized shower shoes or koozies for yourself or the entire team. Go to icetimehockeysw.com forward slash partners and order yours today. Buy OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products, gets the funk out of your equipment or office. Buy M-Drive. You're not too old. M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. And by nchc.tv and the NCHC. Subscribe to watch all of the action of the league's eight teams, home of college hockey champions. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila's College Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. You are listening to College Hockey Southwest Weekly live. All right, welcome in hockey fans, college hockey fans in particular. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Presented by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, Mexican Moonshine Tequila, whatever you want to call it, find it. Total Wine has it. Number of places have it. MexicanMoonshine.com is where you can get it as well. Scott Strandy joining you from not Scottsdale, Arizona today, but from the beautiful Ralph Engelstead Arena as we continue NCHC Week Day 3. This is championship night, folks. Uh, the University of North Dakota and St. Cloud State University are going to be playing hockey in front of me in about two hours or so. But right now we're talking hockey, and my co-host on a beautiful Long Island, New York, Paul Hornstein, joins me. Paul, how are you? Uh, I'm doing okay. You know, it's uh, it's a, a championship Tuesday night. Um, there are actually no bids on the line tonight, though, other than great hockey um, with the two games that are being played tonight, um, besides the one where you are uh, with North Dakota and St. Cloud State, um, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. As long as you're up there, and I, I know that those are two of the more favored teams where you are. <laughs> um, are they though, really? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you know what can I say? Um, I tend to. Uh, I don't want to say. Am I am I exaggerating? I don't. Know, that's not the the word I'd like to use. Tweaking. <laughs> Is probably the word that I would like to use. Um, uh-huh. Are playing for the Big Ten championship uh, tonight as well, and uh, that was a crazy tournament too this weekend. 
Well, I'm going to let you talk about that for a minute because our guest just slid in, so I'm going to uh, bring him up to date on what's going on. So talk away about Big He's Ten there. Hockey. He should know what's going on. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. Talk about the other one, then we'll talk about the real conference, okay? All right. That's not a problem. <laughs> I mean, listen, Penn uh, State beats Notre Dame and probably knocks them out of the tournament. And then it's up 2 nothing on Wisconsin last night, and you're saying to yourself, Holy smokes, there's a whole bunch of teams right now that are sweating out this game and are like, this cannot be happening. We, we can't lose a bid this way. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it, it's not like Penn State had that 2 nothing lead early and then Wisconsin just, just you know, just slowly got back into the game. Um, you know, they they – it was relatively, you know, early in that game. Um, and then, uh, you know, it, it starts to go back and forth as Penn State games tend to do. <laughs> you know, what, and I really? should say, too, it was 3-1, not 2 nothing, 3-1. Uh, Paul, and, and I'm going to cut you off right there because I've got the commissioner of the NCHC sitting right next to me. So uh, I know he's a busy man, so let's bring him in and let's that's talk cool. about this fantastic tournament that's been going on up here in beautiful uh, Ralph Engelstead Arena at Grand Forks, North Dakota. So without further ado, I've got the commissioner of the NCHC sitting right next to me, Josh Fenton. Josh, first of all, congratulations on an absolutely wonderful tournament. You guys have done a great job laying it out, and we're thrilled to have you. Yeah, thanks for uh, being here. It's been a fun event and look forward to a great championship game. As I told you, I've got my co-host out on Long Island, New York, uh, an ASU alum, and you know how pumped up. You've, you've been on with us before, so you know how excited we are about ASU hockey. But the NCHC, the Conference of Champions, and partnering with you guys this year to, to help promote the game and, and do the things that we do has been fantastic. So he can hear you. You won't be able to hear him, unfortunately. So he's, he's giving me some questions. Uh, I'm going to fire away with his questions first, and then I'll chat with you if that's okay. Okay, so here's question number one, Josh. Uh, uh, Paul says within a few hours uh, to go, uh, with only a few hours to go, I should say, is this the craziest, uh, in one of the craziest years, are you holding your breath until puck drop? Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, <laughs> I, I maybe feel a little bit better. We had all uh, negative tests earlier today from the participating teams and the officials. So that's a good thing. And so I, I suppose that there still could be something that comes up, but uh, – no, we're excited to uh, get the championship game underway. It should be a good one. Okay, so the follow-up to that one, Josh, is obviously uh, how much are you personally looking forward to a normal year again? Yeah, I mean, you know what? Uh, this year has been what it has been, and the circumstances that have been presented to us, we've had to deal with them, and you know, it's not anybody's fault. It just is what it is, and our goal all along was to play hockey games, and I think we've done that successfully. Um, but certainly, I think as we get back to hopefully some sense of normalcy next year, more fans in the building, uh, more of a traditional regular schedule, uh, we will uh, we'll be excited to see that. Okay, this one a little bit more lengthy. It's uh, is there any thought by you or the ads to uh, an idea of maybe a divisional slant again to the schedules, uh, minus the pot of course, but for travel and rivalry purposes, from what you've seen this year. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I think balance in the schedule is important, and, and obviously we weren't quite balanced uh, real well this year with 
uh, two divisions west and east. Uh, it was done out of necessity for health and safety reasons to try to minimize the travel. Um, certainly travel is something that we'll talk about, I'm sure, and whether it's a pandemic situation or not, it's always of concern. But I do anticipate that uh, we'll return to some normal sense of a schedule, which will have quite a bit of balance to it. Okay, so he got off early because that's his three questions. So now you got me to deal with. <laughs> but uh, as we talk um, NCHC hockey, and I'm thrilled to be up here for the whole week. You guys have been great hosts. Uh, the Ralph Anguson Arena, of course, is a great host. But um, tell us about that decision to come here and, and how happy you are because I'm, I'm sure you're very happy with the success you've seen so far. Yeah, I mean, we've had a great event, uh, obviously one game to go, but, um, you know, we considering back in December, January, and even, I guess, to somewhat early February, what the structure of the tournament was going to look like. And we knew we wanted to basically get it done in an efficient and effective manner. And so we knew that traveling to the quarterfinal round host sites and then trying to go to St. Paul for the frozen faceoff probably just wasn't going to happen this year for all the reasons that everybody already understands. And so we were looking for a, a model and a format where we could uh, still crown a tournament champion, uh, have all teams participate in the tournament, but get it done efficient, efficiently and effectively. And, and we knew one of our member institutions would likely have to host it. And, you know, we're very grateful to the University of North Dakota, Ralph Engelstead Arena for stepping up and saying, we'd love to do that for you. And it's just been a great event thus far. You know, from the moment that I walked in the building, um, when was it? Friday. <laughs> I got to think back here because I'm losing track of time. But when I walked in Friday and I, I'd been here uh, a long time ago and I used to cover North Dakota hockey, but it's been 13 years. And I walked in and, and just everything, the history, all of it just kind of came to me. And as I walk through here now, we're you know hours away from the championship game. I don't know if it could have been done any better. Yeah, I mean, certainly there's a, quite a bit of history uh, in and around this venue. All of our programs have tremendous history and, and traditions and legacies that they've built over time, many decades. But, um, you know, we're excited to, to, to kind of finish and culminate the season tonight uh, in this venue. They've done a great job kind of turning the venue into an NCHC venue and maybe not so much a North Dakota venue. Um, certainly there's plenty of North Dakota things around the venue, but um, you know, with the ice and the dashers and the graphics and the video board and the LED and signage throughout the venue, it's really made it feel like an NCHC frozen face-off. And we're very grateful to uh, the REA staff for, for really taking the lead on that. Okay, as we look to tonight's game, it's number one against number two. I don't know if you could have scripted it any better. I uh, I commented on, on my last two podcasts the last couple of nights that uh, I've seen six. This will be game number seven, I guess. And I've seen completely different hockey games, but great hockey games. I mean, from Colorado College having to man up a, a short roster and Denver with a short roster and, and the play of, uh, of Western and uh, UMD. And I mean, just go down the list. Uh, your thoughts on just the games that you've seen so far? Yeah, I've watched all the games. I've watched them fairly closely. And uh, the quality of hockey has been outstanding, really, in all the games. You know, we've had low-scoring games. We've had high-scoring games. Few few games have gotten up to nine goals, and so that's uh, quite a bit of action and excitement. But yeah, it's been uh, it's it's been exciting. I think for the the viewers on TV or NCHC TV through our digital network, or those that are fortunate enough to be in the venue, and so you know, I think that's just a showcase of what NCHC hockey is. Especially when we get down to this time of year, we seem to have some memorable games, and you know, we're hoping for one more tonight. Well, I think that would be. Uh 
a great way to cap it off. I expect the same thing, both uh, really good hockey teams and, and very highly ranked within the, the world of college hockey. But that brings me to the next question, and I'm sure this is one you want to run away from, but when we talk about NCHC hockey and we know the talent and we know the number of games and we know it's COVID and we know all the things that everybody's had to put up with, how in the world are they going to be able to select 16 teams and not include at least four or five of yours? Well, we certainly hope that they include four or five of ours. Um, you know, I think we feel as though that the strength of the conference top to the bottom is one of the best, if not the best in all of college hockey. And we feel like the top of the conference is some of the, the best uh, teams in the country. And so, you know, if you want the best teams in the, in the country in the tournament, then I think, you know, consideration needs to be given to, uh, you know, certainly the top half of, of our conference. And so be a challenging uh, process for the committee. I know they're going to do a great job. We feel um, confident that we'll have fair representation in the tournament, but um, you know, I guess we'll wait and see what comes on uh, selection Sunday. You know, we talk about how they're going to do that. And uh, we talk about the committee having to sit down and try to figure everything out uh, from wins, losses, games played, games lost, all of that stuff. Uh, We suggested the other day that maybe uh, everybody should just go up to a big fish house on Lake of the Woods and uh, get it cranked up, do a little fishing, and hash it out that way. Your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I mean, I suppose that that, that could work. Um, you know, I don't think they're going to do that. I think they'll have some good deliberation. But, you know, it'll be a tough, tough process for the committee. They've got a tough, tough task to fulfill, but I think they'll do a good job. And, again, I feel confident that the NCHC will be well represented. You know, I heard your uh, kind of – tournament season end type press conference the other night. And uh, I don't want to get too uh, big into that, but just give me an overview and give our listeners an overview of the, uh, what's the right word I'm looking for? Not just the comfortability, but the position of the NCHC coming out of this pandemic. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that we're any different or than others that are kind of hopefully coming out of the pandemic. I I think, you know, this has been a challenging year, hopefully a unique year, a one-off year. I think, as I've said in the past, the NCA is well positioned for success in the future, whether it be pandemic related or not pandemic related. And so I think we feel comfortable about where we are um, as a conference and, and uh, how we'll continue to you know, attempt to be successful and, and position for, for strength into the future. And I've asked you this before when we had you on the show, and I always want to ask it because there's so many things happening. But Arizona State getting that new building now, it's actually got uh, a footprint. Uh, so it's starting to go upwards instead of just making footings. But um, everybody wants to know, are they going to be in a conference and when are they going to be in a conference and where is it going to be? And would the NCHC be a possible home for a school like like Arizona State? And I think I asked you before, would it require having to keep even numbers? And, and I think you told me it doesn't really matter. It's just whenever it's the right fit. Would Arizona State be the right fit for this conference? You know, we really haven't had a lot of discussion on membership recently. Certainly, uh, we're aware of Arizona State. We've talked to Arizona State in the past, you know, tried to help them in in various ways um, as they've grown their program. They've done a great job growing their program. And you reference a facility. Facility is a big part to their program and their their future success. And so I think that only helps. Um, You know, I think there'll come a time when uh, a membership discussion will be had. Uh, We just haven't been focused on that for the obvious reasons of, staying close to uh, this year and the challenges that we've had for this year. Um, but I, I, I would assume that that conversation will, will happen fairly soon in, into, the, into the future. I, I, I do think it's a bit of a larger conversation beyond just the NCHC and, as you referenced, one school in Arizona State. And so 
Um, you know, what comes of that, I, I don't know. But uh, certainly they're a great program. Uh, Greg Bauer's done a great job, and uh, they're going to be a great fit uh, for any conference that that uh, they end up being in um, because I think they add a lot of value to uh, whatever conference they'll, they'll find themselves in. Okay, final one for you, and I'll let you go because I know you've got a ton of things to do. But um, when we talk about the growth of college hockey, uh, a lot of people said at the start of the pandemic, oh, no, this could be a, a death nail for college hockey and a lot of programs. Um, it's gone kind of the other way. I mean, LIU came on board, ASU made it work. Um, programs like, like Huntsville uh, kept their program going. I know Alaska is fighting to stay alive right now. So um, that didn't really happen, did it? Well, I, I mean, I think it kind of comes down to, um, you know, the, the finances of operating any sport program and hockey is a fairly expensive sport to operate. I mean, you talk about facility infrastructure plus just the general operations on a year to year basis. So it, it's tough for sure. But, um, you know, it's good to see growth, no doubt. The, the thing that we have to make sure is we don't lose programs along the way. You reference a couple that have been around and that are attempting to keep the program going, which is great news. Um it also speaks to the importance of all of us kind of collectively looking at the conference landscapes and making sure that the conference landscapes make sense and that there's fit um, uh, for, for institutions that are obviously wanting to start a program and, and grow. And so um, I, I, it's, it's great to see uh, new programs added. LIU, obviously Arizona State, you know, Penn State seemingly not that long ago. Um, and there's been others that have been mentioned, but it's also important that we look after the health of those that um, have been in existence for many years because we, we don't want to take one step forward, two steps back. And so um, that, that's equally as important. Okay, I'll let you go on this one, I promise. Um, <laughs> you look at what the NCHC has done uh, to move players into the NHL, and there's a lot of them. Uh, people going now and their seasons are over with and things like that. But give our listening audience, if you can, just a footprint of NCHC hockey. If you can give them an overview and kind of a forecast as to where it's headed? Well, I think um, competitively, we, we've been in, in some pretty good spots. Obviously, the last four national championships have come from our conference. I, I think people uh, know the conference as a fairly highly competing uh, college hockey conference at the Division One level. I, I only expect that to continue. I think some of the best players out of North America and even those that have interest in playing college hockey out of Europe We'll find places in the NCHC. I think our programs are positioned for, for success, not only in developing hockey players, but also developing students and, and human beings. You know, we've got great institutions. We've got great coaches. Um, and so the environments are, are great environments for somebody that wants to grow at a high level as an elite hockey player, yet continuing to get their education and, and hopefully, you know, growing into a better person into our society. So, I think the NCHC is well positioned for success in the future. Very well said, Josh. Thank you so much. Thanks for your hospitality all week and all season. It's been wonderful. We look forward to a long future with you guys. Take Thanks, take care and avoid that snow down in Colorado Springs, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. That's Josh Fenton, the commissioner of the NCHC, joining us today. Uh, what a thrill to be able to have him here. What a thrill to be here. Uh, if you can see my seat, Paul Hornstein, uh, right on the red line as I look down onto this beautiful ice surface that is Ralph Engelstead Arena. Um, it, it, it's awesome. Uh, let's take a quick break. Let's uh, come back and uh, kind of dissect it, okay? All right. Thrilled to have you with us. The nation's top teams. 
America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S., Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning taste since 2011. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, welcome back in hockey fans, especially college hockey fans here in the Southwest. Although I'm in the uh, Great White North, can we call it, Paul? Yeah, yeah, well, you're certainly not in the Southwest, <laughs> I can promise you that. Oh, I have uh, really enjoyed myself. Uh, as everybody knows, if you've been following along with me, I left Sunday from uh, Scottsdale, uh, drove uh, up to Denver, had a glorious four days in Denver, then Thursday morning got up, drove the other 13-hour trip up here to Grand Forks, have been parked here in Grand Forks since uh, 11.30. Yeah, because I, I made it in time for the desk clerk, so 11. <laughs> She appreciates. <laughs> he, I think, I mean, he, he appreciates it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, I made it to Grand Forks. I've been settled in, watched some great hockey games. So uh, just give me your thoughts on what you heard from the commissioner. I thought uh, he really spelled it out well as to how the season's gone and what the future is for NCHC. Well, listen, I mean, the, when, when you're the commissioner, you have to be neutral, right? Um, you, you, I mean, the, 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 the situation, you know, is what it is. Uh, I, I understand that the, the answers are always going to be guarded, you know, um, you know, coaches can, can, can say things and, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, it has been great to have them with us. Uh, th- th- it's great for the commissioner to come on and give us a few minutes. And and, and we know kind of what the answers are going to be before the questions get asked, but there's still questions that have to be asked. Right. I mean, yeah, hundred percent, you know, sometimes even though they're not the most, you know, it's not me uh, going back and forth with say Pat McAletty, but, um, but sometimes the, the, the routine questions have to be asked. Well, the other thing, Paul, I think the important part of that is not just routine questions, but I think especially for our audience in the Southwest, 
Um, I mean, let's face it. There's a possibility that uh, Arizona State could be in this conference at some point. Yeah. Uh, nobody really knows. They, they can go anywhere. But, uh, they could. you know, so many reasons why it makes sense. So I, I think it's nice to be able to give our listeners uh, the opportunity to uh, hear about this conference and about how great it is. And I'll tell you firsthand, Paul. Well, don't forget, uh, too, you know, I mean, you and I say this to each other off the microphone. Uh, at some point, now we're saying it all apparently. <laughs> well, no, I'm not going to get into specifics. At some point, one or two schools somewhere else in the West have to make the leap. They have to go somewhere too, right? You know, other places that we cover. So, I mean, oh boy, you walked around that, tiptoed around it so nicely. I'm really uh, proud of you. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> they have to go somewhere too. So, I mean, um, it's it's not just the Arizona audience that needs the exposure uh, to the commissioner. And you know, listen, hopefully these conversations get to be routine too between the commissioner and us. Yeah, let's uh, keep our fingers crossed on that one because uh, uh, that's great insight. So, okay, I, I want to break this down. I know we got other uh, teams to talk about as well, but we know that the Air Force Falcons, uh, how they ended their season and what happened to Bentley after that. Oh, so He's still got to well, be steaming. <laughs> I don't care. I, 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 okay, can I tell you something honestly? All right. I haven't even bothered to text him yet <laughs> because I don't want well, to. He's probably thrown his phone a few times. So we, you know, we're going to have to I'll, pony I'll up and get Frank a new off. phone because he's probably thrown it a few times. And maybe you know, that's, maybe that's why I haven't heard from him. Well, that could be, I mean, um, you know, I mean, and it, you know, phones are not as tough as they used to be yet at the exactly. same time they are. So yeah. I hear you. Um, so no so pink razors. Let's jump into this right now. Let's talk about what's happened right here at Grand Forks, North Dakota, because um, the games on Friday were fantastic. See, the, the question, on- Zach's, see, there's a question that I was going to ask, even though, once again, I kind of know the answer, and it just didn't hit me until after it was too late. Um, in, in a situation like what happened with, uh, with, with the Western Michigan game, does – does the coach go and start screaming at, at, at the commissioner like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Even though both guys know that there's nothing that can be done. Right. Does, does the commissioner just sit there and let the guy vent? Is that how that works? I don't know. But that would <laughs> that was a question I, I thought about too late. Oh, uh, come on. Maybe it, the yeah. athletic director screams. I don't it, know it, it's how that works. Night. Let's leave that one out. <laughs> well, you brought up Friday night, so you're the one going back. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> All right, let me clear my throat on that one. Okay, uh, as we look at uh, revisit, I should say, Friday's games, uh, it opened with Colorado College and St. Cloud State. Uh, we looked at Colorado College and they got on the ice and looked at their uh, line charts and we're going like, uh, they're missing some guys. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they were missing some guys. Um, what a job by Mike Kaplan to uh, to bring his team and make him as competitive as he did in that format. Uh, a 2-1 loss to St. Cloud State. But uh, I thought that one of the most telling things that came out of that was when he said um, that he actually broke 
the game down into five or 12 five-minute games. I'm going like, I've never heard a, a coach, much less a, a NCAA coach, say that's how we broke it down. But that's what he did. He wanted to, to win every five minutes. and, and he thought Or just he not win. lose any of the five minutes. Yeah, yeah, if he could win five-minute increments. Win one or two five minutes and be even with the rest of them. Right. So uh, congratulations to Coach Havland and uh, – um, they just had a guy go and sign with the uh, yeah Josh, uh, Josiah Slavin yeah Josiah Slavin yeah so yeah we'll we'll uh, talk a little bit more about that later but um, so congratulations to them on what had him the roughest year um, <laughs> there's so many teams that really had rough years yeah I mean that's even with COVID but at this point that's not fair to uh, to Colorado College they were late getting into the pod because of COVID they were uh, you know eliminated out of this tournament maybe early maybe not but. Um, they certainly didn't have a fighting chance with their players. Well, just out. just just think about how this tournament might have been different if they don't get that five minute penalty. <laughs> oh, the what ifs? Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, that's what we do, right? Yeah, some people say that's all we do. It could be, <laughs> and and we know. I mean, we don't know, but. Uh, maybe the Western and and Duluth are still playing. Yeah. Oh, you had to go down that rabbit hole too. Wow. Okay, so, so let's say the game, the second game on uh, Friday night was uh, the host, if you will, North Dakota against Miami. Uh, it was a one-eight matchup, and you know, typically as one-eight matchups yeah, go, played they, out that way. They can play out that way, and that one did a six-two victory for North Dakota uh, in the opening round, and. Uh, again, we see we see a two-one game first. We see a six-two game second. Uh, two completely different hockey games, and both of them were really exciting. So uh, it was a thrill to see that. Then as we moved on to Saturday, um, the afternoon game was uh, Denver Pioneers and and uh, Omaha Mavericks, and we suggested uh, much earlier that that was going to be a very exciting game, maybe one of the most exciting, if not the most exciting, of the tournament. Your thoughts on that one? Well, listen, I mean, we talked about it on Sunday. Uh, you know, Denver and, and, and they were pretty evenly matched going in. Uh, even though Denver was short a few players, they were not short the, the players on the high end of their offensive spectrum like Colorado College was. Um, and they played, you know, probably better. It was pretty even between them and Omaha. And, uh you know, and 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 the coach came <laughs> and out <what>? and said, <laughs> "Oh, and the coach came out and said uh, that should be our ticket in." <laughs> um, as, the pol- as the politicking began, yeah, and um, there will be much up, more over the next week or so, my friend. Setting up, setting up the next day or right. the last night's game between them and 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 North Dakota and and that was about four games in that game. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good way to break it down. So forget that uh, 12 five-minute games. There were four games within the one 60-minute game. You know, um, North Dakota put the push on early. Denver kind of leveled the ship and actually was the bet, was the dominant team in the second period. Got the one nothing lead. And, and North Dakota came out. They got a power play right away at the start of the third period. And and probably spent the whole first seven minutes or so in the, in the, in the Denver end. Um, 
and 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 and, and uh, was definitely you know you thought that that the the the, the dam was going to break there, but it did not. As uh, Magnus Krona played his best game of the year, I, I don't even think it's close uh, in terms well, of. I sent you the text of what uh, Coach Carl said. He was just simply a stud. <laughs> yeah, well, and that that kind of just said it all. But um, <laughs> okay, so we look at uh, before. I know you got ahead of me because it was so exciting, and you wanted to with the Denver's part of it. But uh, let's go quickly back to Saturday because Saturday was Denver and Omaha, and then the second game was Western Michigan and Minnesota Duluth ended in a UMB 5-4 overtime win. Could still and, be playing. <laughs> and one of the craziest craziest things I've seen from a press box, and I've seen quite a few of them in my 50-plus years of, of being a part of hockey, but one team is lined up on the blue line ready to do their stick salute and go to their locker room, and the other entire team and coaching staff is still on the bench. And uh, it was a standoff for the better part of three or four minutes before – uh, Minnesota Duluth uh, went down to their their locker room, and uh, Western Michigan was still trying to decide what they were going to do. Uh, <laughs> but the referees, the four guys in stripes, had already made the decision. It was a five four overtime win. Tell everybody what you saw watching it on NCHC that TV. Well, uh, at that point, uh, did, when they showed their list, I mean, I, you know. As, as much as we have the great TVs and things we have now, uh, when you're, you don't sit there and like stare at the screen when they're having a face off, you know, I mean, it, you know, maybe if I'm broadcasting the game, I, I, I do that. Well, um, let, let me stop you right there because I'm sitting, as I said, at center ice, the face off circle was just to my immediate left. Um, as I was watching the game, I didn't even catch what had happened um, in live action. I was watching the play. I guess I was probably anticipating what was going to happen from the faceoff. Isn't that what we all behold, do? Yeah, and all, lo and behold, it turned into a goal. So I was unaware of what had even happened re- immediately until we started seeing it up here in the press box on the TVs. Right. You could see that it wasn't a clean faceoff. And uh, unfortunately, in the uh, – NCAA NCHC rulebook that is not a reviewable play so uh, whether everybody saw it or nobody saw it or one person saw it it wasn't going to be reviewed so the question now becomes besides the fact that maybe the game's still going on and we're not in at the finals yet um, although that's on are, are you trying to tell me that I would have gotten less sleep than I've already gotten this week cry <laughs> eh, me a river um I would, but I, I would freeze where I'm at, Paul. That probably. Well, welcome to my world. Um, I wonder if now someone's going to try and say to the NCAA, hey, we need to review this. We need to be able to review this. Um, I, I, I can't see that happening. I certainly, you know, they're going to have the discussion. Let, let me tell you something uh, that uh, I talked with this afternoon uh, to our guest from Sunday night, Eddie Christian. Um, Eddie and I have been talking quite a bit because I had to get the grind the grinder from uh, the Red Pepper today, or he wouldn't have let me come to the game. I don't think, but yeah, he probably <laughs> would have had you banned from the building. As we were having our uh, our discussion, 
uh, on the phone as I was trying to eat my grinder and Eddie kept interrupting me. <laughs> we were, that's okay, Eddie. You can do that whenever you feel like it. Please, uh, but then, interrupt but then, Please. But, but anyway, we were talking about the timeout part of it and the reviews and stuff. And, and he was saying back in the day when uh, there wasn't reviews and stuff and teams would play it out and you only had maybe a TV timeout. And he said, you know, when he looked at it, a lot of teams get a lot of rest on reviews and on TV timeouts and uh, various things that happen in a hockey game. And he said, it's really hard to, to gain momentum. If your team is that kind of a team that, that prides itself on wearing the other team down, it's hard to do in an environment like that. So the more times. Okay. But, take, but, but remember, but remember, remember this was in overtime. There are no TV timeouts in overtime. No, but if there were review timeouts, they would be just as effective. Maybe, but once again, believe me, when they go to the box to look at a review, it's not a minute or two. Right, but that's well. That's, listen, that's a different. That is completely a different story. Uh, we're, we're, I mean, you know, they they reviewed uh, the goal in the St. Cloud game, and that took a while. Uh, I mean, they got the call right, but yeah, they um, got it right. But I took a nap. Well, see, now you're complaining now? <laughs> no. no, I'm just, uh, the, the, I'm listen, just saying. It, we, it's we different. Can, listen, we can sit here, listen, we could sit here and have a discussion about replay. Um, we're, we, we have an entire summer to do that. Not an, entire summer, not an entire summer because we're going to be fishing this summer. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Regardless, I'm just, you know, that's, you know, so that, that I just was wondering whether or not the commissioner takes that phone call just to let somebody vent. That's all. I don't know how we got to this point, but I don't know either. So anyway, that led to a uh, semifinal matchup between uh, North Dakota and Denver and Minnesota Duluth and St. Cloud State. Um, as you would expect, as it gets closer to the championship, the games get tighter. Uh, this one certainly was uh, was tight, to say the least. Um, Denver, uh, as you said, took North Dakota to overtime. North Dakota scored with uh, minute 27, and there was an awful lot of talk from David Carl about how they were 90 seconds away, yeah. uh, which, in fact, they were. 90 but, uh, see, I, I, I agree with that, by the way. Well, yeah, it's fact. But the problem with it is, is that well, no, I agree. They were ninety, 90 seconds, seconds away from from I prob from you would think from 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 a bid. I don't. I don't <laughs> see. Once again, who the hell knows? <laughs> exactly. All right. Exactly. Who the heck knows? Uh, do you, yeah, Omaha lost to to Denver, and and Denver finished behind Omaha in the standings. And do you take? If if they took a team that finished lower in the standings in in an NCAA tournament, uh, it wouldn't be the first time they've done that. Okay. Well, the whole thing we don't understand with this year is we just don't understand how they're going to figure it out. I mean, I know I just, that. And then what I want because then you can't I want, match up teams that haven't had cross pollination, as Frank Saratori says. I, I, I get it. <laughs> and there is, you know me, I want the chaos. And then I want. Uh, and, and by the way, while you brought chaos up, Eddie said he felt for you uh, with the games here 
because he knew you were wishing for chaos. So he said, tell Paul when you talk to him that uh, I feel for him that he didn't get the chaos he was looking for. I got all chalked. It's boring. Um, (laughs) if, 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 If they do take Denver and don't take Omaha, let them open the season next year. Please, Mr. Commissioner. Make that be the opening weekend of the series. Heck, make it play, make it play the first. Already. Wow. <laughs> I mean, make that make that a standalone weekend. Make those two the only two teams playing. Make that the schedule. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. I uh, absolutely love it. And then, of course, the uh, Minnesota Duluth-St. Cloud State game, a 3-2 game. Um, <laughs> it, it, again, was a fantastic hockey game from start to finish. And, uh, the talent that that I've seen on the ice right here, Paul, and, and you know me, I'm at eight, at AHL games, at MHL games. Uh, there's nothing better than what you see uh, on the NCHC ice uh, anywhere that you go. And that's not to say anything negative towards other conferences or things like that, but this this group is so loaded with talent, and I'm saying it from top to bottom, from one to eight. Uh, but also the coaching is, is so good. Um, and the facilities are so good that it's hard not to see great hockey. Well, listen, I mean, there's a reason why uh, the conference has won four straight national championships, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So I'm looking forward to uh, 84 minutes uh, and 35 seconds and counting until we get – Oh, I thought you were talking about 84 minutes and 30 (laughs) seconds of of hockey tonight. I'm like, yes. No. Okay. Yes. Yes. Well, that's until hockey starts. But um, I I thought you were going to talk about actual (laughs) hockey. I'm like, can we go go longer than that? I'm okay with it. uh, Two great hockey minds together, Eddie Christian and myself. Wow. Um, Yeah. (laughs) That's like like the leading goal scorers and brother combination of goal scorers in the NHL. Uh, uh, Keith and Wayne Gretzky, right? That's how that works. Or home run hitters, Tommy and Hank Aaron. That's how that works, (laughs) right? And you ain't Wayne. Uh However, it works. <laughs> we came up with we came up with the four three North Dakota win tonight. Uh, oh, that's we, a shock. We hashed it over. Uh, yeah, hashed it <laughs> over what? <laughs> for about five seconds. <laughs> anyway, that's what we came up with for our prediction. So it's only fair that if that's what we came up with, we have to ask you what your prediction would be because we know how you love predictions. I'm predicting that we get somewhere near 84 minutes and 35 seconds worth of hockey. You wash your mouth out with soap, buddy. <laughs> oh, you want more than that? Okay. I'm down with 110 or 115 minutes of hockey. I don't no. know if the commissioner is, but I'm in. No, I want to go right after the trophy presentation. I want to go home and get some sleep. Well, no one's going to stop you from leaving after the trophy presentation. <laughs> uh, okay. Enough said. Uh, the frozen face-off, the championship game, North Dakota, St. Cloud State, number one versus number two, about to take place here in uh, 82 minutes and 44 seconds as I count it down for you. If you guys want to stay on with us for that long, uh, I'll count down every minute for you for whatever. Maybe I can have my good friend oh, Darren God, Wilker no. do it here uh, and give us the PA breakdown of it. <laughs> as we well, get see, because here here's the question, here's the question I, 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 I would ask. Only because, nah, we'll get into it another time. Only because because of, of what I said before about that <laughs> other game tonight with 
the uh, there's another even, game. Yeah, well, you know the, the the folks there in green and white. I think it's their other two favorite teams. <laughs> okay. okay, and I was just curious. I'm just curious if, if, if in a game like that, who do they root for? Besides, you know, the, both teams to lose. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if they root for anybody. They just they, they have their I'm own. Just curious. Uh, they have their own system, but anyway, uh, I don't know. This is see. I this is all. Remember, this is all new to me. <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, you're learning quickly, my friend. You are well, learning quickly. I'm trying. <laughs> okay, let's take one more quick break. Let's come back and uh, and kind of wrap things up with the other game going on tonight in college hockey. We'll be back in about two minutes. If you live in the Valley, you know that there is no shortage of great Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos served all day to combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to BurritoExpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Weekly Tuesday night show presented by our friends at Roger Klein's Canteon Tequila, Roger Klein's Mexican Moonshine, whatever you want to call it. Find it at Total Wine. It's there. It's great. And they are fantastic partners of ours. So the, uh, before we uh, move on tonight, uh, we've had a lot of NCHC talk, as we should, because this is day three of NCHC week right here from Grand Forks, North Dakota at the beautiful Ralph Engelstead Arena. Um, Paul? There's another game going on tonight. Do you want to break it down for us? Uh, there is? Where? <laughs> oh, you know where. Well, uh, oh, oh, that, yeah. Um, well, listen, I mean, it, it's chalk in that league, too. Uh, Wisconsin okay. and Minnesota. Tell them the league. Tell them the league. Get it out. What, in the Big Ten? Okay, I feel better. Okay. Chalk in that league, too. The Big Ten, uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, get to the championship game. Uh, it almost didn't, like I said, it, it didn't quite work that way. Penn State blew a two-goal lead, as Penn State does. And that would have created some chaos. <laughs> oh, because that would have knocked the team. Does. That would have knocked the team. Well, <laughs> listen, you know, Penn State is what Penn State is. <laughs> Okay, they are uh, an, an offensive, an offense first team. They're always on the attack, and so what that does is you score a lot of goals, but that leaves you open for a lot of goals. 
Yeah, that's that kind of how that, that works. You know, that, I mean, that leaves you open in a situation like uh, maybe they shouldn't leave uh, Cole Caulfield open. <laughs> yeah, he's when you're good. playing Wisconsin, I'm good. just saying um, that could be a problem. You know, uh, he had 25 goals coming into the game, and he didn't play the whole season. I know. Uh, pretty impressive, actually. But in that league, I would not you know, be surprised. Okay, I mean, I'd, like to, I'd like to go more onto that league, but you know my feelings as to what happened I do. Uh, with Arizona State. I'm just not happy with it. I don't think it was fair. I don't think – you know, I appreciate them giving them the little brother or the little whatever you want to call it, the opportunity to play their season. But come on. Come on. Come on. Okay, I'm done. Uh, yeah, I um um, it was, it was, you know, I mean, like I said, Penn State's up three to one in the game, and Wisconsin, you know, it, it then it's, uh, you know, um, it, it, it just, it, it was just a crazy game, and Cole Caulfield ties it up with like six minutes to go, and they're going back and forth, and you're like, okay, this is this is crazy. Because you would expect it, and then Caulfield gets a breakaway. I mean, come on, um, why don't you just throw it in your own net? I mean, uh, how the defenseman let him get tackle the guy, make him hit a penalty shot, <laughs> right? Do something, t- t- tackle the guy. I mean, uh, uh, penalty shots are far less successful than breakaways. Yeah, fact. fact. You know, it's. Uh, I mean. That, I mean, listen. Is, is it easy for me to say as I'm watching the after the game or after it happens? Yeah, okay, maybe it is, but uh, you almost—that's what you have to do. That's to, that's your best shot. I mean, that guy's got 27 goals. He might, you know, he's going to play at least two more games. I'd have to look up when the last time a college hockey player had 30 goals on the season. Yeah, good question. Uh, really good okay. question, especially you know, with the number of games that he played as well. Well, yeah, I mean that's crazy when 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 you look at it. I mean, he missed a whole chunk of the season because he was playing at the World Junior Tournament. So, yeah, which normally is not a whole chunk of the season, but this year turned out to be a well, whole it turned chunk out of the season. Yeah, it's a whole chunk of the season because of <laughs> of. Yeah, COVID nineteen. Uh, yeah, I mean he played. The, he uh, he's averaging a goal a game. Okay. So let me he played, let me he ask. He played twenty nine games. Got twenty seven goals. Let let me ask you this. First of all, twenty nine games is one heck of a lot this year for any team. <laughs> so so uh, so is twenty seven goals. By the way, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I want to ask you this uh, before we go because we're getting down towards the nitty gritty here. We got time left, but um, when we talk about. Um, uh, the uh, the Big Ten. Uh, we know the talent on Minnesota. We know the talent on Wisconsin, and we've seen the talent as well on Michigan. Uh, all three of them getting in the tournament, Paul. Uh, I think so. I think uh, so. You heard a prediction, folks. He thinks so. <laughs> That's, That's as close as you're going to get. Yeah. Uh, you know. 
do I you know I, I just you know and, and 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 Minnesota beats Michigan in 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 in, in overtime too uh so it's not like uh you know it's it's not like Minnesota blew them away you know and Michigan was up two goals too at one point so yeah exactly <laughs> exactly um, I, I I think they get in all all three of those teams. I I know there's talk of Notre Dame, and I, and you know I, I don't think I, I'm pretty sure Penn State's not getting in. But you know, is do I do I think the three of them get in? Yeah, I I think so. But there again, you have a situation where. Notre Dame finished ahead of Michigan in the standings. But Notre Dame got beat in the first round of the conference tournament. Does that create more chaos? God, I hope so. <laughs> oh, this is going to be the best week of your life, isn't it? Well, <laughs> Just let's not get crazy, <laughs> but it, it'll be pretty good. Just watching what transpires from, from now until that selection Sunday. Oh, but you did goodness. you did basically hear uh, David Carl say um, this will be much better when it goes back to normal next year, so we don't have to have these discussions. <laughs> yeah, I also was uh, reminded about what his uh, non-conference record was, which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> oh, he was prepared. No he doubt. was prepared. He, he obviously spent some time on the trip to Grand Forks preparing for these questions. <laughs> Not just the trip. He's been preparing for them for a while. <laughs> Probably since that last series was postponed and he realized what he was up against. Maybe. Um, <laughs> Anyway, um, it's going to be a really fun week, but it's not over yet. We've got a game going on in front of me here in about uh, 72 minutes uh, exactly right now. Uh, so we'll look forward to that here from the beautiful Ralph Ankleston Arena. Um, hockey fans in the Southwest, uh, you should be cheering, writing letters, doing whatever you want to uh, get the Arizona State Sun Devils in the NCHC because that is clearly the best conference in college hockey, and I don't have any problem saying that. Well, I, I I know that they uh, uh, listen. We 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 we're pretty sure it's going to come down to one of two places. So yeah, I had to just go and give me a gut ache right on now. And I didn't bring the tums with me, Paul. I don't want to know about uh, that. Hopefully, hopefully people have their 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 deposits down for season tickets for uh, not necessarily <laughs> reserve your seat, not for ocean. Well, for two years, well, <laughs> not the upcoming season in, in, in the fall, but uh, fall of 22. You, you got any news from me and anybody else coming or, or leaving as of right now? Or No. <laughs> You're boring. You couldn't find, can't you just create some controversy of some Oh, sort? I can You're make stuff up. You want me to make stuff up? <laughs> yeah, just tell me who's coming and going. I want to know uh, who decided to leave and who decided to come. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I uh, didn't um, – oh, I can't remember the guy's name now. Uh, what the heck is his name? It's been a while. Um, maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe they're checking to see if Austin Matthews has any uh, eligibility left. I don't know. Uh, hearing rumors today out of Toronto that they're, they're thinking about making some trades. <laughs> 
what <laughs> one game with Joey Decord against them, and they think they got to change their whole roster. <laughs> well, I think the 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 Lofs need to follow the yellow brick road, but that's another story. <laughs> oh yeah, that'll be another whole show. That one. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> 1967. <laughs> that's all Paul's got to say. <laughs> you know, and like 90% of our audience uh, doesn't even remember that year. <laughs> 90% of our audience probably wasn't even born. <laughs> I, mean. I don't remember it. I was three. <laughs> uh, it's hilarious. Okay, so anyway, let's recap what's happening here. Uh, the Frozen Faceoff, the NCHC uh, Conference Tournament will get underway. The championship game will get underway, I should say, uh, in 69 minutes and 27 seconds as we count things down here from the Ralph Engelstead Arena. Um, where's that other game playing at tonight? It's at Notre Dame, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The other game? Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Micheletti and Myers are just going to smash my head if they hear this because yeah. <laughs> I call them at the other game. I love it. Uh, <laughs> well, you'll have to ask Mick Hatton over there sitting next to you uh, <laughs> what those guys are thinking, so. Um, you yeah, would know exactly. before, before exactly, one but of us would know. I, I think I got a pretty good couple of enforcers that I picked up this week in Peluso and Christian, so I think I'll be okay. All right, I'll listen. <laughs> um, uh, Peluso is a goal scorer at North Dakota, remember? <laughs> no, not he told us no. that himself. Hold, hold on, Shh. where did you say he went to school? <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Duluth. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Mike, he apologizes. Yeah, that's, that's all right. <laughs> that's yes, not, he listen, what's he gonna, listen, listen. What's he gonna do? He's he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna prove, beat me up. Doesn't take anything. You can do that. <laughs> he might throw a fishing spear at you. Well, I can move. I can duck from those unless he's right next to me, and then I, mean, I don't have the time. But. That, that's still classic when he told me <laughs> I thought I had a couple of weeks off and then the ice came off the water and he's back on his boat. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> that's almost as good as uh, the Secret Service <laughs> at the University yeah, if, of if you haven't, If you haven't heard that story from yesterday's <laughs> show, get back and people to need to go back and listen to the story about uh, he told about Mark Pavlich uh, and the Secret uh, Service. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, we'll wrap things up. Two big games, the uh, one here in Grand Forks, uh, the NCHC Championship, the Big Ten Championship, as I joke with everybody from Compton Arena and Notre Dame. Um, it, nothing's going to change uh, as far as the NCAA tournament goes regarding them. Not today. Uh, I don't believe. Um, they're both in. They're both probably solidified in the spots that they were going to be in. I don't know if anything can change one one way or the other, but uh, the, only, the, rights, only, the only the only certainly the only question that's up for tonight is: Will this be the year that the number one seed actually wins the NCHC conference tournament? That's really the only thing up for grabs tonight. Uh, yeah, can I say yes right now? <laughs> you can say yes. I'm correct. <laughs> yeah, you are correct because that's what's okay. going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Maybe I. I don't know. Hopefully we can get 84 minutes of hockey to find out. <laughs> just leave it at 60. Let's just end it at 60, okay? 84, you got it. <laughs> Take it away, my friend. Roger Clyde's Cancio and Tequila has presented College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Verizon Wireless, the 5G and 5G ultra band for business that America has been waiting for. Bell Ford. 
the Arizona Ford Giant, presenting partner of the Sunday Special. Tell our friend Kevin Wood that Ice Time Hockey SW sent you and let him show you the Belford difference. Online at belford.com or the showroom at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, ultra smooth, Arizona owned. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and try our original cocktail recipes. Buy summer skates, fall, winter, it does not matter. Still like to keep those drinks cold? Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to IcetimeHockeySW.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Behind the mask and its three valley locations, in line or on ice, we are the go-to place for all of your hockey needs. See us at BehindTheMask.com. Buy OxyPow. Visit our full line of natural cleaning products at OxyPow.com. Buy Burrito Express. Our homemade recipes to your table, great taste, great value. M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You. M-Drive in the morning, relax at night. Our two-step system for energy, stamina, recovery. My College Bar and Grill in Tempe, by ASU fans, for ASU fans. And by the NCHC, every game in the pod, on the road, or at home, nchc.tv has you covered. Go to nchc.tv and subscribe and look into maybe next year already. Uh, Roger Klein's Cancion Tequilas, College Hockey Southwest Weekly, and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Ah, very well done, my friend. You've been practicing all week, I take it. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> as much as I can. <laughs> I hear you. All right. Uh, I don't even know where to start with all the thank yous here, but uh, first and foremost, Ralph Engelson Arena, to uh, Darren Looker, who's our uh, Sunday special, What Drives You?, um, coming up this Sunday, um, as well as uh, everybody uh, associated with the NCHD, Michael Weissman, and, of course, the Commissioner Josh Fenton for joining us tonight. Uh, all the work that they've done, a great partnership we have with them, and uh, we hope to keep it going for many, many years to come. Um, all the people that have helped me out along this way, uh, our producer uh, back home, uh, Terry, doing a great job uh, keeping us on the air Uh you, my friend, keeping me updated, keeping me awake on 13-hour drives. I appreciate that. We they do the best over, we can. They aren't over yet, as you know. I, I know. Tomorrow I have about a six-hour drive, maybe a five-hour drive to Minneapolis. Then five I'm or take, six hours. Yeah. Then you I'm going to take your sleep. Yeah. Then I'm going to take a full day off and just play play uh, knee hockey with the grandson. And then oh, that's that's the best day. Yeah, absolutely. And then Friday, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go see Mankato State in Northern Michigan play at 2:07 Central Time at uh, Mankato. That is going to be a thrill for me. See Mike Hastings again and get a chance to see his team. Um, and then I'm going to go from there to Kearney, Nebraska, spend the night, get up very early in the morning, and hightail it. Uh, I-70, I guess, is where I'm going, down I-70 towards Denver uh, to get to Denver in time for a 1 p.m. Avalanche Wild game on Saturday. Then I'm going to hightail it from there to Grand Junction, Colorado. I get myself in there, so maybe midnight, and sleep for three or four hours, get back up and, and head on to uh, Denver, Colorado, or uh, Las Vegas 
for a uh, Henderson Silver Knights San Jose Barracuda game. And I have waited for this one since the start of the AHL season because you know who, uh, possibly I could see two passionate brothers uh, that day. So looking so forward to Oh, I thought you were going to talk about hanging out with Steven. (laughs) Well, that too. I can see Steven. (laughs) Sorry, Steven. I didn't mean to just drop you like that. Then we'll do our Sunday night show from – I believe the Rio's where I'll be at Sunday night. So we'll do our uh, a Sunday night show from there. And then uh, no, no, from there, you will. I'll be in my basement. <laughs> yeah. Then I'm going to get up and hightail it back to Phoenix and see if my apartment is still there because uh, I'm hoping it is. Uh, my son's you know, been taking son. care of it. So, yeah. So I think we'll be in good shape. And then uh, we'll do yeah. the Monday night show from there, the Tuesday night show from there. And guess what? Wednesday, I'm heading back to Las Vegas, Nevada because it's uh, Henderson Silver Knights. And the Colorado Eagles. Um, so looking forward to that too. So uh, all kinds of great hockey ahead of us. We'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, De Niro, and uh, we'll ask everybody to tune in tomorrow night for Club Hockey Southwest Weekly uh, from Lake Elmo, Minnesota. Good night. Good night.